Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. Back are, to part two. Yes, we are back very shortly after the last episode. Of course, you should, guys should definitely check out the last episode uh, first. Um, we, of course, talked about sort of our day one activities of Fright Fest 2018. Um, we, of course, saw three different movies on the on day one. Uh, we saw The Ranger. Uh, we saw Summer of 84. And then we finally saw Mega Time Squad. Um, so, of course... On this episode, we're going to be talking about all the all sort of the first half, I guess, of the movies that we saw on Friday on day two, because um, of course we saw six movies, so we don't really. So wanna... this is this is part two, but it's part one of part yes. two of Friday. I think this is perfect for horror movies. I think we should call this <laughs> the final Friday chapter, <laughs> part two, the final chapter. Yeah. yeah. We should just call all three of them the final chapter. Yeah, I think we should, man. Like, we definitely need to play into the sequelization of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like we'll be missing a trick if not. Yeah, good luck. Whatever you've seen on your device of choice, you'll see what the title is, and hopefully it's not too confusing. Um, Or maybe hopefully (laughs) it is. If we have my way, it's going to be the most confusing thing ever. (laughs) It'll just constantly be scrolling through a load of bullshit. Yeah, and just just the most obscene amount of Roman numerals you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's, I'm definitely going to put Fright Fest 2018 in Roman numerals and then maybe like part II or something. Christ. Like, yeah, this is this is why I'm not in charge of yep. the upload. <laughs> yeah. I, I will it's sort fair. It. It's um, fair. So, yeah, obviously on the Friday, kicked off very early in the morning, um, which was great. Um, I mean, not that early, but but fairly early when you've got out of Mega Time Squad at like half past one in the morning the night before. Exactly. Yeah. And then we had to like walk yeah. to the hotel and everything. But um, yeah. Yeah, we, we were raring to go. Obviously, this was uh, our first one. Was well, kind of technically, I guess. Like we we saw ten minutes of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. But then obviously we saw Mega Time Squad. So this was our first scheduled, um, you know, on a different screen. So this was our first time going to the Prince Charles Cinema. Yeah, because Halloween wasn't at the Ch- Prince Charles Cinema either. So. Mm. Yeah, and obviously um... this was um one that we'd planned in advance because the, the so the the main screen movie was the cleaning lady mm-hmm. um which again we, we we didn't sound like we were massively into but of course who knows like we don't know at this point like it's impossible to tell until you've seen these movies so if you have seen that movie definitely mm. let us know what you thought of it um yeah sort of mixed stuff i saw a couple of people that thought it was okay yeah um but it didn't seem like it was it was sort of lighting the festival on fire which i'm glad because if you see a movie that everyone loves it'd be like oh damn it um, yeah it was a gamble you know yeah. always is a gamble going off the main screen has been a you know is, is a gamble throughout the, the the festival really but but um you know as as kind of a lot of people have said you know sometimes on the discovery screen is where you see the craziest shit and some of the most enjoyable stuff as well so definitely um you know it's it's, a ga- it's our, just a, you know there's a lot of good stuff out there man screen either Huh? Uh, this is not our last time going on Discovery <laughs> Screen either, so we've got a movie to talk about later. Um, yeah, in part three, part two of Friday. Um, I'm keeping this gun. <laughs> the final chapter. <laughs> um, so yeah, our opening movie was in fact the documentary. It was uh, Fright Twist. Fest, Beneath the Dark Heart of Cinema. Um, we, we saw this going around on Twitter quite a while ago now. Where they were so kind film of... four, documentary one. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go with it. Uh, yeah, we, we were excited to check this one out. Obviously, we this is our third Fright Fest. Um, mm. Loving it so far. But kind of, Fright Fest has been, what is this, the 19th year? 19th, yeah. And obviously yeah. a very interesting history. The big one next year. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I hope they do some cool shit for that. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, obviously this 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 festival has like a fascinating history. Obviously, kind of half mm. hearing about it, learning about obviously the main four guys, the organizers of the festival. Um, yeah, and kind of the history and everything. Like we already knew a slight bit, so I was super pumped to just sit down and watch, you know, a full on documentary on how this was made. Um, from yeah, well, because you kind of you know from our point of view, we hear about the four guys, um, but you kind of think like, how on earth have they? grown this this thing that you know we've we've got on board on the last few years when it's already a big major event like mm. how on earth did four guys just suddenly you know get a few films scheduled and start this festival that's become what fright fest is now and you know it's super cool to kind of have a documentary come out at fright fest that we can sit and watch and and see that story um yeah. so yeah i was i was pretty excited about this one you know hence why we gave up a seeing a new film to see this yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought at the very worst, I was going to at least learn a lot about Fright Fest, mm. um, even if it wasn't necessarily a good documentary. Um, mm. Because I, first of all, we probably don't really, because we've never really talked about it on the show, but I love documentaries. I, I watch them in yeah. my free time all the time. Um, mostly like true crime stuff is what I like, but I also like the yeah, history of things, um, especially if it's a thing that you're into. Mm. Um, you know, I've watched like uh, you know, my favorite artists and musicians and obviously the history of film. Like I, I'm Oh, and back who, in the day, I used to watch the making of documentaries yeah. of everything i still you know, do I'm, like I'm, i love it it's one of my favorite yeah. things about arrows collection like the carry blu-ray from earlier this year like i watched the movie loved it and then suddenly i had like five hours of extras that i just sat down and watched like i love that stuff so much um and so yeah kind of learning about you know hoping that it was going to be at least a good documentary as well as learning a bunch of stuff um mm-hmm. obviously having now seen the documentary i thought it was fantastic i thought it was really yeah. really well made um i think i have a couple of like really small criticisms with it overall um but like it's fantastic first of all really informative if you if you care about fright fest and like it it's a must watch yeah um, i think that's the the be all and end all really of mm. this that this is a fantastic thing for people that go to fright fest and want to learn more about fright fest it's a great uh, love letter for people that have been there for from the beginning or for a, you know a large number of years um but it's also a great entry point for people that are listening to this show perhaps or just hearing about fright fest and thinking you know why is this so special it really does give you that feeling of what this is um you know a feeling of the family and the kind of love that goes into it you know and love of the genre that, that everyone has around fright fest which gets forgotten a lot and it's something that we find super important with our podcast mm. that we we try to say how much we love the genre and we're doing this out of love and i get the impression after but beforehand i had the impression anyway but also like after seeing this that they're all at heart just super big horror fans you know yeah um uh i can't remember who said it in the documentary now um i think it was i think it was paul that said it like you know if if he hadn't been one of the four creators of it he would have been the guy that brought the first ticket every year yeah um i think it was paul i I can't remember i think that was paul yeah yeah and you know if you know that isn't just him saying it it felt genuine Mm. um and yeah I, i i thoroughly enjoyed it as well i thought it was I thought it was well done. Like it certainly kind of, um, for me, I find it hard to judge a documentary really on 
you know quality as a documentary because you know it, it's partly based off the footage you're able to get it's also based off the, the source material and whether you find it interesting the best made documentary in the world could be dull to me if it's a source material i don't care about um, I, I certainly... disagree with that because I think that the 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 best documentaries elevate themselves to a different level. Um, I've, I've heard people talk about that with a lot of different ones, and I definitely, I personally agree with that. Um, mm. and, and that's why I, I think to a this point... this isn't that upper echelon. Like this isn't one of the greatest documentaries of all time. To where, like you say, if you just don't give a shit about Fright Fest, you're not going to enjoy this. No, this is why I think it's in the middle where it's not because I've seen documentaries about things I love, oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's it's cool because it's a thing I'm I'm, I'm interested in, but all ultimately it, it was a really poorly made documentary i didn't really learn much oh i've i've certainly been there and especially with films like yeah. you know making of on an extra and i've been like super pumped to watch it and it's been dreadful yeah um so that's definitely but i i certainly feel like you need to be in the source material the best made documentary in the world if it was about something that just doesn't interest me it wouldn't be something i'd want to watch yeah um, but that's like would, anything with I've, film. Seen, yeah. I've seen documentaries where i'm like oh i don't care about this subject at all but it was just a thrilling really interesting way of telling mm. the story whereas yeah this isn't on that level for sure um but i think that like you say they had more footage than i was expecting yeah because um, they kind of said a little bit of the history where they kind of fell into making this where they'd been mm. doing obviously behind the scenes stuff for fight fest for a while and kind of covering the show on a media uh, point of view mm. um and then like they kind of realized that this was something that they wanted to do a couple of years ago and so overall like the the actual th there's a lot of cool stuff in there that i wasn't expecting it's just a shame that obviously yeah. they don't have like everything that you would possibly want um, yeah they had a lot of cool historical kind of um you know one thing we haven't touched on really before in our talk is that most of the films you get an introduction um beforehand and kind of you know if you've not been to fright fest you wouldn't necessarily know this and mm. you get kind of you know, if the director's there, they'll give a little talk, maybe a light Q&A beforehand, you know, cast and crew are there. Um, or there's usually someone that can talk with some authority on the film beforehand. Um, a lot of those have been recorded over the years and were shown as part of this. Some are like the best of. Um, Guillermo del Toro did a really good one. I was trying to think of a couple of others that were there. Um, who was the other one? Oh, like Adam Green, is yeah. obviously, and Joe Lynch have been like massive um yeah, it's like a whole kind of, of evangelists of fright fest and also kind of fright fest have been a large evangelist of their um films as well so that was really cool and a lot of that is was archival footage that i wasn't expecting that was good um but but the core of this documentary is actually about the fans and there's mm. a lot of kind of fan interviews and talking about the fan experience and i really i really enjoyed that um seeing people that have been going to this for so many years and they're like so entrenched in the the kind of world and that um was was cool and then kind of you know hearing their stories of of you know experiences we have kind of had in our couple of years going and and hope to kind of grow and have more of in the years that we're gonna you know hopefully continue to go to this event um it is super cool and, and just kind of made me made me fall in love with the whole event even more really watching the documentary yeah which is um, which is which is more than you know it's exactly what you wanted to do that, that that is definitely there's there's kind of three major parts of the documentary there is the archival footage there is the kind of the new filmed interviews with the kind of the main four guys mm. um and then there mm -hmm. is like you say all the fan stuff 
Um, I thought the fan stuff was the weakest part of the movie. I really enjoyed a lot of it. Um, mm. Really, really enjoyed a lot of it. I just thought there was too much. Like, it, personally, I get what they're going for because it, it's something that you won't necessarily know unless you've been to Fright Fest. Like, how much of a family it is and sort of how enjoyable it is for the experience of just all the people going. And so yeah. I'm really cool that they've captured some of that in this movie so, so people who have never been can ex- at least experience that themselves. Um, I just thought, as someone who wanted a documentary on Fright Fest, that's 100% a valid part of Fright Fest. I just didn't think it should be the main focus. Yeah, I felt like a couple of the times... Um... I think it's just a testament to how entrenched you get in the mm. family and the world and kind of the the community that that it kind of got shaped that way. Um, but um, there are a couple of points that the documentary felt like it was basically just given an in joke that mm. you know half of the audience laughed at the people that have been going for fifteen years, you know. And and there are a couple of moments like that that definitely I agree with you on. Um, but uh, I did enjoy a lot of the fan stuff because it just really does give you that sense of community and family from it, which, you know, is what we're like I say, one of the main reasons why we started this podcast was to, to build something like that and to, to have like minded people that enjoy the genre and seeing other people on that screen that, that have been doing it with Fright Fest as the core was 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 cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Another thing as well that we haven't massively touched upon, but like it was really shocking to me. I really wasn't expecting it going to into a documentary because I haven't really uh-huh. seen many documentaries that make me laugh that much. But like yeah. this was absolutely hilarious. Like the entire thing, it's it's telling a really interesting story and it's telling it in an informative way but constantly there'll just be a turn of phrase um from some of the fans but it's mostly from the four guys um and especially ian as well like his turn of phrase he just has so many great you know he, he just has an ability to make you laugh yeah um, and he's the a audience, constant one-liner the, the audience we watched it with as well it was perfect like we watched it in the prince charles which obviously a vast majority of the documentary is talking about the history that that specific mm-hmm. cinema has and so this was obviously this was like the world premiere wasn't it of the documentary yeah and so like it was really cool to have that premiere in that room the way they're talking about it and yeah like say with the people we're with we're with the hardcore of the hardcore because we're seeing it with fright fest audience on a on a morning as well and a vast majority of the people that were featured in the documentary were in the crowd like yeah. you can see them yeah we came out of the theater and you you'd spot familiar faces from the documentary which was cool exactly i mean we were in it for christ's sake <laughs> yeah true story um, yeah, blink and you'll miss it. But yeah, we're in the credits at the end. Um, but yeah, like I, I just thought the overall experience, it was my favorite probably. Yeah, I think it was my favorite experience of the entire weekend because it felt like that yeah, was, it was the probably one where my the favorite kind of it felt like really we were in it. the hardcore and was yeah along for the ride definitely. like watching if we would just watch this you know if this was just because in my opinion the future of this documentary it needs to be put on the website it needs to be yeah. available for people to see who are interested in fright fest if they give you the dvd if you go or something like that like they need to get this to more people but my experience of watching this was perfect seeing it definitely. with that crowd um, and reacting to it like I say they laugh at all the right moments but then when they're telling serious parts of the story and that's another thing that's really great about this is this isn't like a fluff piece to just like hype up fright fest like obviously it comes from a place of love because the people oh, yeah, that are making genuine. it are, yeah. are, are genuine lovers of fright fest but they're also genuine filmmakers and they they kind of made a point of this as well saying like this is going to try and be warts and all like this isn't the most crazy you know um story to ever be told you know with like twists and turns and like all this crazy thing but there is definitely negatives in the story of fright fest it isn't oh, yeah. all, like rosy and and they tell it straight and mm. from all four guys and i i really appreciate that as well and i think they did as well because they didn't 
didn't want yeah. it to be like a complete flop yeah. piece either. No, um, it was good, man. So yeah, I was really surprised. I really yeah. didn't expect to be like one of my most enjoyable experiences of the weekend to be the documentary. Mm. It was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, Should we go back to films? Yeah, I mean, that, that set us up perfectly, really, for the next day. Like, I was already in such a great mood after this movie, um, ready for the main screen again. Um, Definitely. Yeah, so the next one, was it Braid was the next yeah, one? Yeah, we checked out Braid. So yeah, this was in line with um, kind of slightly with the Ranger um, and uh, Mega Time Squad, where it was like we didn't really know much about this movie, did we? Going in. Oh, th- this one I knew next to nothing about. Um... Yeah, there was this and and another movie later this day where it was like I, other than the title and maybe one screenshot, I didn't really know anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was the one I knew least amount of all the films we went to see. Mm. Um, it's it's one hell of a hard movie to synopsize, but I think I think IMDb actually does it quite concisely. Right. So I'm just going to lift Have straight from there. To be honest, about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm going to go for this. Um, we might learn something here. Yeah, well, it's basically um, centered around two wanted women. They decide to um, wait. They're women. They're, they're women. Okay. Yeah. Um, they decide to rob their wealthy friend who lives in a fantasy world that they created as children. Um, and to take the money, they have to take part in the game, basically, of make-believe with their friend. Mm. Um, that's, you know, this is best as you can synopsize this movie, basically, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, the um, kind of friend is, like they say, she, she basically lives in this mansion and she's um living living this kind of we get flashbacks of this childhood game they used to play where um kind of just like um patient and a doctor and kind of like role play as children Mm. that they just kind of basically she never she just became that role and that role became her life and she just constantly wanted to replay that role um and, you know, you'll see, you know, um, anyone that has children or whatever, you know, that they'll, you know, sit there and, you know, make believe, uh, you know, a tea set or make believe a doctor or a policeman. And it's kind of it's that childhood game that has just become like an obsession for this this character. Um, and the two women have remained kind of friends with her, but certainly drifted away, but know how rich she is. And it, it kind of seemed like it was a. Um, well early on anyway that this was like something that she invited them back for on an annual basis and basically paid them to be there and take part in this role play game that um over the years has become much more sadistic it, you know the, the kind of fake children's doctors set has now become you know actually whack him in the knee with a hammer or whatever to test reflexes you know and it's become a lot more sinister and the girls kind of have to go through you know not crazy torture but kind of you know like a lot more of a twisted um sick role play game than than you know uh, they had to as kids to kind mm-hmm. of get this money and this payoff at the end of it and that's certainly kind of how the movie starts um you know i think it's i think it's safe to say this movie is weird yeah, <laughs> very this movie is it is super stylish and super good to look at you know the the kind of imagery that's shown but it's it goes places where i had no idea what was going on and then it kind of got to a point where i was like oh okay and then it throws me the other way again and i kind of spent most of the movie between absolutely having no idea what was going on and kind of thinking i had a grasp of what was going on <laughs> and mm. I, I don't think i ever as soon as we 
basically arrived at the mansion i don't think from that point on i had a true grasp of exactly what was going on yeah. i still don't think i do yeah um you know th- this one for me i think um was one of you know pr- probably my least enjoyable um between that and the ranger um this one in my mind kind of takes the nod just because i didn't know what was going on massively um it, you know it, it it's a very pretty piece but ultimately if i'm if i'm not in the moment and, and you know in what's going on it takes me out of it um i'm not just going to be along for a pretty ride um you know so so this one you know something that we wasn't super excited about fair play but but in the end um yeah was disappointing and, and probably was the least favorite of what i saw hmm. um yeah i i having now seen this movie i kind of wish that i hadn't spent as much time um during it trying to figure out what was going on yeah because it was a fool's errand in the end and it really isn't like the point of the movie um and so like you say i was i was definitely yeah i mean it's fair play for trying to watch a movie and figuring out what's going on yeah do you know what i mean it's a good valid point um (laughs) yeah you know like it was i was underwhelmed having seen this movie and it definitely wasn't you know it was one of the two that i didn't really like um i wouldn't say i was disappointed because i didn't know what the hell to expect true Um, yeah whereas yeah it, it was a shame because you touched upon obviously the the way this looks but it was absolutely beautiful it, it was definitely in the kind of top three in terms of look mm-hmm. on the big screen really mm-hmm. glad i saw it on the big screen because it made it look fantastic um also the lead performances all were so good like all three of the actors were absolutely brilliant it was just mm-hmm. a shame that all the things that they were doing brilliantly i just had no idea what the hell they were doing yeah um, and, and it's a real shame like this is this is the exact movie that i kind of fear that we're going to get on this show sometimes and especially at a festival is is the classic like style over substance for me where i get why people like these movies they're just not for me like yeah it feels like a you know youtube video like a music video where it's like you can see the talent involved like the filmmakers are are really talented oh this categorically feels like a long music video for me i think you hit the nail on the head there and it feels like like a a, a like this this is a film reel that everyone involved can show to other filmmakers in the future and that will get them more work like all the actors can show it shows off their mm-hmm. abilities fantastically the director shows that they know how to direct perfectly i thought the music and everything was great um it's just it's just a shame that the, there's like no plot really and like you say that the plot that you've given is quite interesting it's just it's portrayed yeah. in a really uninteresting way i thought like hearing yeah, you read it back say... now is more yeah. interesting than the movie i actually got to see <laughs> yeah yeah, it's true. And kind of as soon as we get into the game, it just becomes very unclear, like up becomes down instantly, mm. you know, and, and you just you just don't really know which character's sane, if any. Yeah. Um. And by the end of it, I just don't really know what the, you know, I don't know if there is like a, an, an overall story that like someone would get out of it or whether they do just enjoy the 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 you know the crazy you know visual experience that they got for for you know 90 odd minutes i mean i think i think um, there is because like what you've described is the initial setup and that is a lot yeah. of the movie and then kind of a lot of it can be explained already really with like well they're crazy and and that's yeah. kind of it but like i think yeah and then like... we get to like an ending which we can't really get into <sighs> no. but it does it does kind of come around and like yeah. like i say by by the end i i kind of felt like oh i'm pretty sure i know mm. you know I, i'm understand where everything kind of ended up but like you said you spent so long in the movie trying mm. to figure out exactly what was going on there was some 
really beautiful crazy kind of imagery going on but i was kind of thinking what is this is this mm. a dream is this reality like what you know and and that was kind of what took me out of what was like you say a, a very well-made film everywhere else yeah and it's a real shame because if you're judging it as an overall movie like if you don't care about what's happening on screen like mm. it really does start to fall apart because like you say they, they've got the ingredients to make something fantastic and mm. obviously if you're watching fantastic actors you're you're watching fantastic visuals and all that stuff it pretty much ticks all the boxes that usually when we're doing a film review we'd be like yep it's got that it's got that it's got that but it's just presented in such like like i say an uninteresting way that yeah. by the end of it you just feel slightly underwhelmed like oh i guess there's a movie in there i kind of dug some of that i also don't really care for this like it, it's a weird one coming out of it yeah um, i think it's the, definitely the most sort of divisive that we'll see it's the hardest one for me to really give a a real firm opinion on just yeah. because it was so out there and it's just it i know it's very much like you say that people enjoy these sorts of visual experiences and that's categorically not me yeah um so i'm instantly not in that cam and it's just um something that i don't like like this movie kind of ended and i was straight away ready for the next one mm. it was the first time that i didn't really have a need to digest what i'd just seen i was just like well that's fucking nuts i'm not gonna be able to figure this one out next yeah um and you know that's not really what you want from this you want you know you want to be thinking about the movie as you walk out of it um definitely at I the least for me as well i think it 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 probably sounds more harsh my opinion on it just based upon the other films i saw because traditionally this is a movie that i think would be fairly middle of the pack where it was like it didn't offend me i didn't hate it and i actually liked a few aspects of it it just left me underwhelmed and so the fact that this for me is like a bottom two movie out of all the ones we we saw is not really a reflection on braid it's more of a reflection on just the fact that i actually vastly enjoyed a lot of these movies yeah i think um, that's i think i definitely agree with that you know most of the movies that we've seen in this show for this you know we'll can for the first show and we'll continue to talk about all, all of them i pretty much enjoyed and are pretty high on so to have one that's kind of middling it makes it seem much more negative than what it actually is yeah definitely um so yeah we're, we're on to the third movie of the day already um going through these well quick um but yeah obviously uh puppet master the littlest reich um this puppet was one master. i mean we were definitely very very excited for this one i know i was um hell yeah i it was, was it was the one that we talked <laughs> about a lot on the show wasn't it kind of airwigged it like oh we get to see like a brand new puppet master well, I mean, movie this, in 2018 I, mean, I was talking about puppet master in my <laughs> 20 upcoming 2018 movies and you was like jesus christ we're yeah. not watching a puppet master movie <laughs> and then i was like so fry fest baby yeah. we're seeing it and then it was kind um, of like oh people actually say it's really good which got me excited yeah. and then i was kind of thinking you know oh i'm in the mood for this style of movie you know the lack of a chucky this year or anything like that mm. like oh yeah i'm totally down for some killer dolls and some great practical effects um and i was i was super pumped for this like the the, the um the, the hype was definitely high for this one probably more so than any other movie going into this this, this was the movie i was most excited about um the fact that um uh fangoria has kind of picked yeah. this up as their first um distribution since kind of reforming mm. um and and their name is behind the movie as well um makes it more exciting like so many things were ticking boxes um like uh, what is your history with with the puppet master franchise like how much have you seen um 
we, we figured out that there's a million of these movies. Yeah, like there's something like 12 or something ridiculous. Um, yes, but I was going to have a little look Almost at. non-existent, especially compared to the fact that there is like 12 movies. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen one like from start to finish before, um, uh, before this one. Like I've seen multiple oh, We missed one for the show. One came out in 2017. Yeah, that was on purpose. Um, Damn it. Yeah, like, it's it's a weird franchise to me, because I've seen clips from them, and especially, like, Puppet Master 2 and stuff like that, and it always looks fun. Like, I'm, I'm into that style of, you know, killer dolls go crazy. I wish there was more of that sort of stuff. Um, and obviously a huge, huge Chucky fan of the entire franchise, but it's it's kind of odd that it was never one I massively was into. It was just one that was like, oh, I'm aware it exists, but I hear that a lot of the movies are just unfortunately pretty terrible. Because um, <laughs> you know, it's funny with Chucky, where it's like, people always lambasted, like, um... Uh, seed as being you know yeah. oh, it's the bad one or whatever but it's like one bad one in a franchise is a really good ratio compared to most horror franchises um especially yeah, as we've learned the more we talk about these movies like bloody texas chainsaw massacre um so yeah like with this franchise it, it felt like oh i was always in the mood if they made a really good one and and yeah hearing a lot of hype going into this one got me really excited um mm-hmm. what was what was your kind of take on the franchise before this one yeah, I've always been like a a big fan of the franchise, having not seen many of the movies. Mm. Um, I, I I enjoyed one and two quite a bit. Um, I kind of um, pretty much just kind of in the kind of you know get, guess late nineties, early two thousands when I was just discovering a lot of films on DVD. Um, picked those two up and um, were two that I kind of enjoyed quite a bit. They were definitely very low budget. They felt like a lower budget version of a child's play, which is actually child's play is pretty low budget anyway. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but um, I enjoyed one and two. I watched three and just kind of felt like this is already dropping off quite significantly. And at that point, I don't think like any others were that readily available to me. And so I just kind of gave up on my puppet train, uh, puppet master train at that point. Mm. Um but it's always been a franchise that, like, certainly if I'd have had on my radar that, like, one was coming out and had, like, a DVD release, it would have been something I'd be interested to watch. Kind of looking at some of these, like, previous releases, I'm looking at, like, Puppet Master 11 that came out <laughs> last year. Like, I don't know what the hell this was released to. It was it was the final chapter of the Axis saga, whatever that is. So it seems like there was, like, a chunk of movies in, like, towards the end that were, like, all part of the same thing. Hmm. This movie takes place primarily during World War Two. Like, do you know what I mean? Like mm. this, th- these movies sound absolutely batshit crazy. Some of these older ones. I would um, love to check out some of these just in terms of like how like they must be horrifically bad. I would I would love you to check out some of these as because well because I've seen Hellraiser movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like true. they're bad. Some of the some of obviously the later sequels are like shockingly bad so i I would like especially because like the the, obviously the premise of like killer puppets like if you do that poorly it's gonna look so so bad on the screen isn't it yeah so yeah that that would have to be one for the future but obviously we got this one and a lot of hype going in yeah Um, so the littlest reich um yeah do you want to give us like a really brief synopsis of this one because it's kind of like they they are fuck shit up yeah they are they are describing this as like a quasi reboot like they don't really say that word but they are saying it's kind of like in its own yeah which 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 I don't really agree with because if you don't know what these dolls are, this movie does a piss poor job of explaining to you what <laughs> yeah. they are and and what why you should care and why they've come to life. Um, Some would say this movie does a piss poor job of a lot of things, but you know. 
I mean, I wouldn't say that, man. <laughs> um, uh, but this movie kind of centers around our main character, um, Edgar, who's basically a comic book uh, writer and works in a comic book. Um, comic book shop works in a comic book. Um, and he um, he uh, is going through a divorce and ends up going back to his mum and dad's house in his childhood home um, and kind of rediscovers some old toys and stuff and comes across a puppet master doll in his brother's room um uh, we find out that his brother died kind of when he was quite young um maybe from the hands of a puppet who knows mm. um and uh edgar then discovers that there's a toulon um anniversary convention slash auction where people are it's the 30th anniversary from the toulon murderers uh, murders and um they're you know auction all these dolls so straight away if you've not watched any of the franchise you're like the fuck is toulon mm. why the hell do i care and 30th anniversary of what um this is also uh, weird even me like no idea what was going on yeah, I can't even remember the opening scene. Oh, Christ, yeah. That it's was weird. Like a, it's yeah. like a... Yeah, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about it. Can you even remember, like, to talk about it? Like, the opening scene, like, massively? I, I mean, I don't just... know who he is, but it was, like, some random dude kind of turns up in a bar, and he's got a weird, um, like, scarred face. Mm. Um, I think he's, like... Is he a Nazi? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of, like, talking to these girls, and he starts talking to him creepily. Um, and then I think he... I think he, he finds out they're gay, so he, like, leaves he like storms yeah. off um and then doesn't he like well I, I guess i don't really want to spoil it but yeah it's, it's... it was it was a very odd opening scene i'd it, i'd completely forgot about the opening scene it was mm. very odd and out of place and definitely was a weak opening yeah um the for me kind of like this movie took a little while to get going you know it kind of like i say it gives you no for, for a movie that gives you no it, you know it's meant to be a quasi reboot and it gives you no real backstory as to who toulon is what these puppets are you know that this guy created these puppets you know that he's kind of like a nazi um kind of like a war criminal that was kind of like being used by the nazis and then obviously when the war ended suddenly had to go into hiding and kind of then release these killer dolls that he was working on um so he's kind of like you know a nazi mad scientist um and and you know that's not really overly explained in the movie and then kind of you know it it still takes a long while to get going which is a bit of a disappointment um edgar kind of arrives at the convention hall slash hotel and then kind of goes on a tour of the talon house um at this point he has a girlfriend his best friend that are kind of to you know the three of them go um this is when we're introduced to barbara crampton's character mm. who's kind of like a survivor of the talon murders and she does a tour of the talon house that we go around with the characters and this tour gives me no insight to a backstory <laughs> it just it was it was bizarre like i was just like this is the most time fillery thing that's given me no real information ever really um you know barbara was was very good in the scenes but it just wasn't you know that engaging um but for me this movie does take a massive upturn as soon as the dolls you know there's, there's no real reason for it really the dolls just start coming to life and start killing things but i'm pretty great i was pretty grateful for that to be mm. honest um yeah. and the second they showed up like uh you know i've got nostalgia for these guys and the second that you see them on the big screen it put a smile on my face 
And then the second they started killing people, it was exactly what I wanted this movie to be. It's what I needed from Fright Fest as well. I really wanted some just like crazy over the top gore on screen, like on a giant big screen. You know, the, I don't we go to the cinema all the time, but these this screen we're watching it on is just crazy big. So I just wanted to see some like real crazy gore, something that I'd usually be watching, you know, on my on my ipad or on my telly you know and i'm getting to see it on this crazy screen and it delivered massively on that for me um this movie had some great kills in it um some really great kills i think um and was that was super enjoyable um ultimately when we got to the end of the movie it was ridiculous and kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense and was was almost laughable but for me um I still walked out of the massive smile on my face because I got crazy gore and got to see some cool puppets fuck shit up. And that's kind of all I really signed up for. Mm. I just could have done with it being a bit shorter and not giving me the opening, you know, because it took it took a while to get to what I wanted. But, yeah, when I got there, I, I was pretty happy. Yeah, I, I I like this movie coming out of it. Um, I definitely feel disappointed only because of the kind of reception it was getting um yeah i agree with that about like oh they finally made a good puppet master and like i saw rankings where it was like even one or two on a lot Mm. of people's lists and stuff and having now seen this again i i quite like this but the idea that this is kind of like the second coming of christ for this franchise like blows my mind like Mm. as talking about earlier with a lot of these sequels where it's like where where was this franchise like how terrible was it because again i like this movie i think it's cool and i i I echo a lot of your sentiments um i just think it's a bit more extreme for me where the first 30 minutes yeah the lows were lower i could never watch that first 30 minutes ever again in my entire life um yeah i I would have to To be fair i don't think i i don't think i would need to but nor nor would i uh would want to but nor would i ever need to because it it does give you nothing it was Uh, terrible like it it, it, all the characters sucked like terror like they were just terrible and like i just it felt like intentionally bad at times which i thought was a bit strange and Mm. like say once it actually is in the hotel and the puppets come alive and they fuck shit up it's really cool i completely yeah they needed they needed to get there within 10 minutes oh they should have had it and yeah they should have had it kind of like again pacing is a huge issue with a movie like this because you get 30 minutes of nothing then you get like 20 minutes of sick stuff and then you kind of get like a middling ending and it was kind of like hmm if you just spread all this out and kind of made it Mm. more coherent you would have got a more complete film and but I kind of feel like they're not even going for that because, like I say, they delivered on on what a lot of people do want from a Puppet Master movie. Um, Sick kills, bro. Exactly. And and coming out of it, I was like, I was mixed because I felt disappointed, but I also was like, I quite like this. It's just in my mind, I had a feeling that this would be potentially a front runner for not only my film of the festival but a film going for the end of the year where i was like oh yeah they made like an awesome <laughs> you know because like chucky yeah. was that for us last year yeah and so i kind of assumed that that might have been a thing especially as someone who wants to really like puppet master and just hasn't spent much time watching them so i feel like i was in the perfect time and place for this um it was like in the middle of the day when i felt energized to, to watch it with the fright for us crowd um and yeah it, it felt slightly disappointing but I still liked mm. it. It was a weird one for me, like a mixed bag. And, and definitely the ending as well was like ridiculously unsatisfying. Yeah, um, the ending the ending takes it down a massive notch for me where they really just shat all over it when they, they didn't really need to because no. 
because like we said the as soon as this gets going and we just get this hotel with the puppets raining kind of just 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 going absolutely batshit crazy Mm. um there wasn't a single kill that i thought was unsatisfying um there was some crazy kills in this there was some really well varied ones we see a lot of fan favorite well uh, i say fan favorite i mean f- favorites for me from from the, the the few that i've seen you know the, the main guys kind of popping up and getting good kills there were some real funny kills the gore was just insane it was all done very well as well like a lot of it felt practical hmm. um and yeah i i really enjoyed that and then suddenly they just kind of literally in the last five minutes or five or ten minutes they tried to just really the last five like they they really tried to ham fist this weird ending that just made no sense and made me angry Mm. um but by the end i just found myself going back to the kills and the crazy experience and like i would i would like just to watch that that half an hour again of just craziness yeah um and it's something that really stuck with me and like i say i wanted that so bad from like a fright fest to see this stuff like um during the um every film we got like the pretty much the same trailers throughout like a an arrow and a horror channel kind of montage Mm. and like the crazy gore that was in that montage i was really like wanting to see on the big screen like in in its entirety And, and this movie gave me that more than any other movie did in the event like you know just just dumb crazy stuff you know that um i don't really even want to go into the kills no. um you know this movie is out now for people to see so it's not one that like we would overly need to skirt behind because you can go see it but i just mm. don't really you know we said we weren't gonna be doing that for these shows and i want to stick to that but yeah it, it, we, i, I we really have enjoyed it for that at the end of the year so oh yeah yeah <laughs> and this this will be coming up on that definitely yeah um I think it's funny that you you know people are saying it's like a return to form and and ranking it kind of like you say high on their overall list and that but it is it does just make me laugh that kind of you know like we talk about Chucky and how um I've rewatched all those movies again recently yeah. and Seed is the only one that I found still fine but yeah. like you know a massive drop off and just a change in dynamic to all the other ones and then mm. suddenly it straight away went nope and then yeah. just went bosh back to like a high level um like i said uh looking at the imdb for puppet master like 10 and 11 that came out like a couple of years ago i'm like jesus christ mm. i didn't even know this sort of sort of shit existed and yeah. um yeah it's just uh you know I, I don't think it's that hard to be like at the peak of it by the looks of things yeah um i mean i've seen four of these movies now and i'd, I'd have this pegged at two or three <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this so, is like like the most for me to get the most enjoyment out of a movie like this i have to almost look at it as uncritically as possible yeah um, yeah definitely because if this was one where if we were just doing like because we were probably you know if we weren't doing fright fest we would have just done a show on this oh and i was i, th- I was going to be trying hard to do a show on this yeah like this would have been a different conversation because then i would have had to really look at the characters or the lack of characters the kind of the botched ending the really dull moments but like ultimately i don't having now seen it they're the bits i'm going to try and instantly forget now that we've had this conversation and not focus on them and not care about them and like you say i would happily watch that middle 30 minutes again because it was hella fun like it was great yeah um and that's kind of some of the best fun i had like especially you know when i want i wanted just crazy gore you know like Mm. you know we, we spoke about summer of 84 like the last episode like that was just such a fantastic all-round experience that kind of slow burn and crescendoed into something amazing Mm. like um 
but the experience I wanted from a fight fest in certainly at least one film was just some crazy shit. And like, this definitely gave me that definitely. Um, it, and it something shows... that you just never get to see on a big screen unless fright fest was putting this on. Like this movie's not getting shown on a big screen in England ever again. No. <laughs> it, it's awesome because already just the six movies that we discussed, it shows you the variety that you get at a festival like fright fest, mm. um, mm. because obviously it's like, it's a horror movie festival, you know? So that's going to turn away a lot of people anyway, but they, cause you feel like, Oh yeah, it's all horror movies they're all the same but like this is the perfect little microcosm to be like we we like obviously because we've still got another three movies to talk about that are still yeah. vastly different i would say at mm. least two of them to the movies that we've already discussed very much but, like so. you know try and compare like a summer of 84 to a puppet master to a mega time squad it's like yeah. you can't do it they're all completely different movies and i love that part of it yeah and then we couldn't um, even talk about braid no. like on its own <laughs> let alone comparing it to something else man yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah, that was that was sort of half of the uh, Friday, wasn't it? Obviously, we still had another three movies to go on that day, but we'll uh, we'll save that for the final chapter, shall we say? <laughs> to not I thought this was good. the final chapter. It is. It's also the final. It's the finalist chapter. Ah, okay. Exactly. Part so, yeah. three, the beginning. Next. <laughs> Part three, the beginning. Christ. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, we we shall talk about that on the next episode. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Through my veins and travels to my head, they said You'll die soon enough anyway, shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could, how could I start that?